This podcast is not for the weak-minded or easily offended. You're listening to the Rantuo Ramos podcast. This episode, as always, contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. Let's go. I really like Mexican people. I find them so terribly nice. And they have fantastic hair and fantastic skin and usually really good teeth. Great combination. I love dead. Hate living. Welcome everyone to another episode of Ranting with Ramos. I'm your host, Jose Ramos. Hope everyone's doing good out there. It's going to be Christmas and New Year right around the fucking corner. It doesn't even fucking feel like it. It's fucking COVID and shit. Um, and I want to say thank you to uh, all the new listeners, all the new followers. It means a lot. Like I said, I started... In July, July 5th is when it started, and uh, it's only been about five months, and I've been really uh, growing pretty fast, and I want to thank you. That's because of all you who listen, who share, um, who buy the merch, because that makes it better, you know, buy better equipment. I could uh, take more time producing it that way, so thank you very much, and also um, people who are listening all over the world. It's kind of crazy. I looked at, at my fucking, uh, at the numbers. I looked at, uh, you know, on the, on the anchor. I use anchor and shit. And I was looking at the, the statistics and shit, the analytics. And it shows, you know, people from fucking, like I said, Ireland, fucking Australia, um, Italy, all these different places, Germany, Mexico. I can't think of the other ones, but thank you, everyone. And, I mean... If you guys have the Anchor website, you can actually go on the Anchor, I'm sorry, the Anchor app. You can actually go on the Anchor app and you could ask a question there. You could leave a comment and I could put it on the show. I can put it on the podcast, you know. So if you have any questions, any special shout outs, any requests, go to anchor.fm if you don't have the app. Or you can just download that on fucking Android or or fucking on, uh, on Apple. And it's fucking Anchor, the Anchor app. And then you could just go to fucking Ranting with Ramos, add it to a favorite, and then you can leave a message right there. And I'll fucking put it on here. But uh, anyway, thank you. Or, you know, if you don't want to do that, reach out to me on, on Instagram. I'd like to hear, I'd like to get to know you, whoever's listening, you know, from, from, from you know, anywhere outside uh, the U.S. or even the, the U.S.A. I'm a cool motherfucker, you know. I just look fucking mean, but I'm cool as fuck once you get to know me. So, um, I've got a lot of requests about, uh, you know, like the auto park stories and shit. Um, and, uh, I have a couple more. Like I said, like, you know, I was doing, uh, I did the dealer shit at Amigas part one and two. 
But like I said, there's also dealership homeboys. I had a couple of people that were cool as fuck with me. And even, you know, after I've been gone for four years from a dealership and, you know, they reach out to me and shit. Not all of them, but some of them, you know, um, reach out to me and shit. And I still talk to them, see how they're doing. They see how I'm doing and shit. And uh, we use the fucking social media, you know, in the right way where you, you get to see how people are doing and shit. And, you know, you're happy that they moved on or that, that they left the dealership. A couple have still stayed behind for, you know. I get it. It's fucking comfortable, you know. It's it's fucking uh, the fucking manager, even though he's an asshole and all that shit. Um, when it comes down to it, if if you work and he he realizes that you work, you know, like he never said no to me. You know, only that one time when he wouldn't fucking let me go home when my, my wife was sick. But as far as like vacations and shit like that, or needing a certain time off, or like one day I wanted to go meet fucking Steph Carpenter from the Deftones. And he was going to do, like, a fucking a guitar center. He was going to do, like, a fucking uh, a performance. He was going to play guitar and fucking show how he plays. Because he plays a seven-string guitar. And so I wanted my son to see that. That was something real, you know, inspirational for him to see. Because he's a fucking badass guitarist. And that way he sees, oh, shit, you know, these motherfuckers are bad. So, yeah, he fucking let me go. And I went and I took pictures of shit with Steph Carpenter. I got to meet him. So he wasn't always a fucking asshole. You know, like some people, sometimes they're good. Um, sometimes they can be assholes and shit. He's cool with, with like I said, but most other people. But also with me, like, like, um, yeah, you're my boss and I respect you. But what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And I've never been one to, to just fucking allow a certain treatment towards me and shit when it's not justified, you know, but if I fuck up, I fuck up, and you know what, yeah, I fucked up, cool, I'll admit it, but when I'm being fucking disciplined for no fucking reason, you know, I don't think anybody should put up with that unless you have to because you're undocumented or whatever, then fuck it, you know, sometimes you gotta put up with shit like that, but anyway, uh, so this one is uh, called uh, Dealership Homeboys, so fucking, uh, like I mentioned before, in the dealership in Amigas, I started working at the dealership in uh, 2006. And that was because I had gotten fucking fired from uh, Marco's Auto Body, which no longer exists. Rest in peace, Marco, the owner, but they no longer exist. And uh, so uh, the homeboy Gabriel was a manager. He was upset that I got fired because he, he knew I was a good worker and he was pissed off. And he wanted them to reverse, reverse the decision. But they were unable to because then the fucking manager at the other fucking spot would look stupid because that means he had no authority. So fuck it. So, you know, Gabriel felt bad and he called around because they would buy parts from a bunch of different different uh, dealerships and shit. And this was one of them. And, you know, it was tough, but he actually got me in after a fucking about a month and a half of fucking he kept bugging the fucking manager and shit. And finally, you know, he fucking got me in. The cool thing is that... um I got in and uh, I went straight to the counter. And uh, the reason why is because I had all that fucking experience from working at fucking Easy Lube, working on cars myself. And um, I was a manager at fucking Craig and Auto Parts. So I had tons of fucking experience. And so I went straight to the to the back counter. Usually what they do is they'll start you off as a driver. And from driver, you go to fucking inventory control. And then from inventory control... You go to the back counter, which is the counter. They, I guess they think that mechanics are more fucking lenient than customers, but 
they're real they really aren't the customers are actually a lot fucking nicer believe it or not the mechanics are really fucking demanding and that's a really tough place to put you there for me it was nothing because i was fucking experienced everything they wanted i, I knew what they were fucking talking about so it was fucking easy you know uh only thing was dealing with uh you know them just being fucking racist and shit and you know, I guess I had a fucking, you know, short man complex and shit because I was fucking a lot bigger than those motherfuckers and shit. But uh, it was it was it was a cool experience. And I was prepared to put up with whatever the fuck I had to put up with because um, my daughter had just been born in 2004. This is 2006. And I was like, fuck it. I was unemployed for about a month, a month and a half. Luckily, with the fucking income tax money that I had, I was able to pay my rent and survive. You know, for that month and shit. And so I was like, fuck it. I gotta, I gotta put up with it no matter what, you know? So at the retail department, um, there was a homeboy uh, named Mondo. You know, they used to call him Mondo Massive and shit. And fucking, uh, he used to work in the front of the retail. Um, I forget with, with who, but with the Manflora. He didn't get along with the Manflora and shit either. Um, he'd be always fighting with her and shit. So, he used to like just going to the back counter or to the wholesale and shit. And I was wondering, why the fuck did he do that, you know? And then later, come to find out later on, once I got moved to the fucking retail department, I would do the same fucking shit, you know? Because, like, you don't want to be with that fucking Maflora. And then you get tired of just fucking standing there. You're just fucking standing there and shit. So you want to walk around, talk to other homies and shit. And so I would always hear the fucking managers tell them, hey, man, go back to fucking retail and shit. They'd fuck with them, like, hey, get back there. What are you doing back here? This and that and shit. And uh, fucking Mando, when I saw him, oh, this motherfucker's cool, man, because he had like uh, like a reddish, reddish brown fucking hair, like a and, a and a fucking beard. His hair was like like Rin Tin Tin. I don't know if you guys ever seen that fucking cartoon, but it was kind of like because uh, I'm into pompadours, I've always been into that. And uh, so I thought his hair was real cool because it kind of went like like forward and then kind of up and curled back and shit, almost like a fucking wave and shit. So oh, this motherfucker's cool, you know. And then um, he was into a band called uh, Massive Attack, which is like electronic kind of um, what they call fucking uh, acid jazz kind of trip poppy shit, you know. And I liked all that shit, too, because I'm a big Bjork fan. And Bjork uh, used to be with one of the fools in Massive Attack, which is tricky. He was with Bjork. Side note story, uh, Bjork um, was with this guy, Tricky, and he's black, right? And uh, there was a fucking obsessed fan. You guys can look it up on YouTube. This fucking obsessed fan is about a 360-something pound Puerto Rican fool and shit. And he's in love with Bjork. He's fucking in love with her. So he starts going fucking insane. And uh, he is upset that she is with a black dude. So he's like, you know, I can't believe she's with an N-word. Fuck that N-word. That's fucking disgusting and shit, you know? And he kind of, I guess he kind of felt like like he was with her and they deserved to be together and shit, right? So what he did is he put together a fucking, it was going to be a, a like a little box. And when she opened it, it was supposed to fucking blow up and throw acid on her and just fuck her up and shit. She was supposed to fucking die. And uh, so he, what ended up happening is um, throughout the months, he's recording himself and you can tell he's you know his mental health is deteriorating so he's like rocking back and forth and he's like butt naked and shit but you can't see that he's naked because his stomach's hanging so low that it's covering his privates and shit but this was like rocking back and forth he fucking ends up shaving his head 
he's like pulling down on his on his fucking cheeks to to like so his eyes look all fucking big and he just tripping and shit. And then uh, in the end, what he ends up doing is he reads a letter. Hey, I'm gonna send this right. So he sends a package. He sends a package to Bjork. And then um, he fucking on the final video, he's like, you know what? This this is what had to happen. You wanted it like this, bitch. Fuck you, you dirty whore and all this shit, right? And then in the end, that one's a fucking shooting himself in the head. Brains fucking everywhere. He drops. Uh, luckily, when they fucking heard that shot, I guess they ran into the first apartment. Chandler Police Department, come out with your hands up. They saw the video and they were in, they were able to intercept the package. So there's some fucking music fucking shit you guys can check out. Check out that video. It's fucking crazy. If you like watching that kind of shit, which I do. But be warned, it's kind of graphic. Well, not for me, but I guess I have to say that shit. It might be graphic, so uh, you might that shit might replay over and over in your fucking head. It's like watching fucking uh, Faces of Death, like I used to watch when I was a fucking little kid with the with the homies, with my neighbors and shit. But anyway, fucking he was a fan of massive attack and uh, fucking Radiohead. They were into like the same shit I liked, you know. They like I used to like all that shit too, even though I was into psychobilly. And I was a psychobilly. I liked all that shit. Because I grew up with all that shit too. You know, fucking. All the cool fucking bands, they were into him too. They were into, you know, he was into Coachella and all that shit. And fucking, uh, he was funny as fuck too. He'd always be fucking doing jokes and shit, fucking around. And like I said earlier, uh, he didn't get along with them on Florida, so shit. <laughs> That's cool with me, you know. And fucking... Mondo's friend, um, Javi, Javier, he also fucking worked there. He was a fucking driver. Like I said, when you first come in there, you're a driver and shit. And, uh, so he'd be fucking, these guys were fucking, um, Javi and, uh, fucking, um, uh, Mondo, they were, they were friends, but it was like a friendship that I'd never seen before, you know, like, I have cool friends, stuff like that, um, but their friendship was more like a like a fucking like a like they're brothers and shit, you know? Like they were like very seriously like brothers, man. I never seen like these guys ever talk shit about each other or be pissed off at each other. Whereas you know in my relationship, with my friends, you know, you, you, you like oh fuck that fool, whatever. These guys, I never saw that shit. It was more like they were brothers, like really. Um, and uh, but once uh, once Mondo ended up leaving, I think he left to another dealership and. It went out to bigger and better things, so congrats to him. He's a fucking manager. Last, 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 uh, last thing I heard. But uh, fucking uh, another homie was uh, what the fuck is it? I can't think of his fucking name right now. Oh Juan, Juan, Ocelotox. Juan. He's uh, once uh, Mando left. Javier was real cool with him, and, and I kind of saw that they were real cool. They like the same shit, like movies and comics and all that shit. So I kind of saw that, you know, like they were they were on that same same like friendship type of type of level and shit. Fucking uh, the crazy thing is, we were all fucking twenty six years old and shit, you know. Um, and uh, but fucking for me, I was fucked, man. I was like six years into being a father, and these guys were just fucking. At the fucking peak, you know, of like life and shit, enjoying life and shit. Twenty six years old, at a dealership, you make pretty all right fucking money, you know. And at the time, they were living with the parents, so they're balling, dude. And these guys are fucking around, going out, drinking, having fun and shit, you know. The fun that I fucking had when I was a fucking teenager, 
And, you know, after having a kid, then that shit stopped for me. You know, I was like, fuck. But I was still cool with them because I was still young. I was a fucking, even though I was a fucking dad, I was I was 26 years old and shit. So I still got along with them. You know, I was the same fucking age, you know. So we be talking about music and a bunch of different shit. And fucking, uh, I remember Javier and uh, Mano were, both of them were into fucking Jackass. Jackass was fucking big around that time. The Jackass movies and shit and all that, you know. And fuck, I remember Javi, he'd be, he'd be at the fucking top of the steps, right? He'd be fucking shouting and shit. I'm Javier, and this is Jackass. And then I remember fucking Mano would slap him in the fucking face. And then uh, Javier would, would be on, on top of a fucking cardboard box. And he'd fucking throw himself fucking face first down the fucking stairs. And fucking land down there and shit, you know? That'd be fucking cool, you know? It'd be crazy and shit. And uh, I remember fucking Javier. He had a... Uh, he still has it now, but... He's always had like a long ass fucking beard. Even before this shit was fucking trendy. These guys, so I give them props because they've had this shit fucking from way before, man. Long ass. But I'm talking about real fucking beards. Not the motherfuckers that you see with a couple little fucking hairs. And, you know, if they trim that motherfucker with like a two, you're going to see all these fucking gaps and fucking patches and shit. Nah, this is like a full fucking beard. So he had a full ass fucking beard. And, uh, fucking, uh, you know, um, it was like black hair and shit, you know, black hair, curly hair and shit. In contrast to Mano's, because Mano was like reddish brown and shit, you know. And uh, just a couple years after fucking 9-11, you know, and here's fucking Javi looking like a fucking member of Al-Qaeda and shit. And his green fucking fatigue fucking army jacket, curly fucking hair. That screamed, I don't give a fuck. Messy, you know. Like I said, we talked music, concerts. It was fucking, it was a cool fucking time. But you know what? Even though Javier fucked around and shit, uh, he was he was always a good worker and shit. You know, um, you know I never he would fuck around when there was downtime. But when it got when it came time to work, he he'd fucking just work. You know, answer the fucking phone. He'd be real fucking um, real detailed about his orders and shit. I never really heard um, of customers saying, "Oh, he sold me the wrong shit" or nothing like that. Whereas I did hear of other people, "Oh, he sold me the wrong shit" or whatever. But I would rarely fucking hear that. Usually it's it's fucking it's the fault of the fucking person ordering the parts and shit, you know. Like um, sometimes it's because you can't understand their accent, or sometimes they don't. They're calling things a different fucking name. They don't know what the fuck they're ordering and shit. They're just repeating something that someone else told them instead of looking at the fucking estimate or or fucking you know speaking with the mechanic to see what the fuck they really need to to order and shit. So uh, he would always be fucking, always be fucking working. Like I work hard. But I'll fuck around sometimes. But he was always fucking working. So like, um, you know, um, he was like uh, the wholesale manager's like right hand man and shit. So he was always working. So you know, I give him a lot of props for that shit. And uh, but you know, when there was downtime and shit, fucking, they fuck around, you know. And uh, there's a picture somewhere. I think I think Tony might have it. I think he might have reposted it. But uh, there's a picture where fucking Javi's uh, taped. And uh, and his mouth is tied and shit. He's taped to a fucking chair, like all fucking like wrapped around like fucking like saran wrap and shit, right? And he's and he's like he looks like a fucking captured fucking Taliban soldier, like on his fucking he's like 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 fucking beat like he just got tortured and shit, you know? And the look on his face, you know, he looks like it's like a fucking terrified look on his face and shit, you know? And fucking it looks fucking cool because it looks fucking real, like like you know, hey, like you know. Where the fuck are you keeping the gold? Where's the oil, motherfucker? You know, that type of shit. It's a badass fucking picture. Um, fucking, uh, but I believe like about, uh, let me 
started seeing like a year ago a uh, year uh, yeah actually uh, like a year or two ago I think uh, less than a year I think uh, Javier ended up leave, leaving the, the dealership and shit you know uh, he got smart and, and, he, and he took off uh, but uh, so props to that you know no matter you know he, I know he's gonna do good ahead so you know most of the people that, that like I said that I talk about here that we were dealership homies they're gonna do good no matter what man cause they for them to fucking survive working there it's like you gotta have uh, you gotta be like mentally strong and have unless you, you kiss ass like a motherfucker but uh, I'm not gonna talk about those kiss ass motherfuckers here <laughs> cause I, I you know they were talked about in the dealership and amigas and maybe in the, if there's a fucking part three but uh, another homie that was real cool there was uh, Rudy um, he's the assistant manager he's still there and uh, you know like uh, like 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 uh, like mostly like everywhere else you know like the manager doesn't do shit and uh, the assistant manager is the one who fucking runs the fucking show currently where I'm at it's not like that our, our manager actually kicks ass and he came in he made promises that we we're gonna kick kick ass and be the fucking top fucking uh, the top store and shit and, and we were you know so uh, my manager kicks ass but in contrast to fucking how that was fuck no Rudy would be running everything his motherfucker just be in his office and shit and for what I, from what I hear it's the same shit I was just in his office and shit and Rudy's running the whole fucking show and uh, at that time I believe Oh yeah, Rudy. The people that were running uh, were retail. Was Rudy. Rudy was a retail manager when Mondo was there in the Manflora and shit. It was M3. And uh, I guess after a while, when I was in the fucking back counter, they got tired of me and shit. And there was a recession and shit. And I guess they wanted to get rid of me and shit because the fucking mechanics were complaining and shit, you know. And so fucking Rudy's like, "Fuck it, I'll take him. Put him over here in the fucking retail." So he fucking saved my ass there. And um, I know when there was that the actual recession, I think it was 2008, 2009, they had to get rid of somebody. Uh, they ended up getting rid of some kid. I thought it was going to be me, honestly. But then when I heard the fucking manager telling somebody that he has to get rid of somebody and he said it in front of me, I'm like, oh, it's not me then. Unless this motherfucker's that scandalous, you know? But he saved me there. He saved me a lot of fucking time, you know? So props to him because, like I said, man, like, he the, the difference with, with a good manager is uh, they see like oh you know what this one might be different he might fucking be a little fucking uh, defensive uh, but when you ask him to do something he doesn't and he works hard you know what I mean like but the only time that I would defend myself is when something wasn't right but I don't I don't ever remember having any any arguments with Rudy about me having to do something like you know and know they they can tell you you know all my fucking managers hey how is that for as a worker if you ask him to do something he does it i fucking do it it's my fucking job you know i'm doing this shit for my family you know like i said man i'm not too proud i'll clean the motherfucking toilets i'll do whatever the fuck i gotta do except mariconas to fucking you know support my family and whatever the fuck i gotta do hard you know work whatever you know like and i've done it before like i've fucking done it i've I've worked on fucking cars on the side for homies and shit, you know? Hook them up cheaper. Fucking brake jobs, fucking radiator jobs, fucking all that shit. I've done tattoos, haircuts, whatever the fuck it takes. You gotta do, you know, like, um, 
I don't think I've shared it here, but uh, there's a lot of fucking shit that um, that I know how to do. And I'm being as humble as I can. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just this is a fucking show, a podcast where I'm talking about the shit that I that I know that I've done. So it's not like I'm trying to fucking say, hey, I don't want to do this. It's just I'm just telling you about my life and how shit is. I don't know any most of you. If you do follow my Instagram, you see I, I'm always doing a bunch of different fucking things and all the shits. I do this shit myself and I take a lot of pride in that. And the reason behind that, the um, why I have so many fucking feathers in my head or know how to do so many fucking things is out of fucking necessity. I don't know if I mentioned this in the past, but it's necessity. Like, for example, one time um, we had a refrigerator and that shit fucking it took shit, you know, like fuck. And my mentality has always been ever. I can remember ever since I was a fucking little kid. When something burned out, something got fucked up, I would take it apart. And my logic behind that as a fucking little kid is that if it's fucked up already, it doesn't work. You're not gonna fuck it up. It's, it doesn't work already. Might as well open that motherfucker up and try to see how you can fix it. And nine times out of ten, I would fucking fix it. So that fucking refrigerator. What happened to it was the relay got fucked up. And this is before fucking, uh, you know, YouTubes and all that shit. YouTube hadn't even been around yet. So we're talking about, fuck, 2004, 2005. And uh, I ended up going to a, a location in Almani that sells, you know, um, appliance parts and shit. Funny thing is, I service that fucking place. I spray that face, that place twice a month routinely. Uh, just routinely, you know, they don't have no fucking issues, but, you know, we service places and we treat them for insects in order to avoid them or to control it because it's called pest control because we control, like like the bosses say, like, we're not in the business of pest elimination, we're in the best business of fucking pest control. So, yeah, I ended up buying the part from there, the relay, I fucking, uh, I plugged the relay in there, and then I fucking plugged in the fucking, uh, refrigerator boom fired right up fucking little compressor started going like fuck yeah i was so fucking happy i told my wife fuck it the money that, that we fucking saved here let's go with fucking shakies we ended up going to shakies and back in the day around that uh and those times when you would get shakies uh at that time my daughter was a she was a baby she was like only months old but my son was about four years and five years maybe and we used to get uh ever since my son was like fucking months when he was fucking less than a year we used to go to Shakey's in San Gabriel but we would get a it would be you wouldn't get a large fucking pizza and uh you could buy wings with it not like hot wings how you see now but just they're just like regular wings they were deep fried just like how they do the chicken and mojo so instead of being like eight pieces of mojos and chicken it would be fucking wings like 12 wings and fucking mojos and shit in the pizza and uh my wife would ask him for a hot wing sauce and that shit was delicious so that's what I that was my fucking treat when when I, I remember fixing the, the fucking refrigerator and I was on my knees because it's you know un, underneath the compressor I was on my knees and as soon as I plugged that in it turned on I remember I looked up at the sky I said thank you God thank you Jesus thank you God for giving me the the knowledge and the power to be able to do all these things you know because he knows and my explanation to everybody was, well, hey, fuck, how you know how you know how to do so many things? I said, it's God. Because at that time, I didn't have any money, so I, I don't have any money still. I'm not, I'm not rich, but I was fucking, I was making like half the fucking amount of money that I'm making now, but um, my wife wasn't working, but um, 
at that time, like, you know, I think God made me, uh, gave me these abilities because at that time I didn't have any money. So I don't have the money to pay somebody to do it. So he gave me the ability and the knowledge to be able to do all these things. Where you see other people that are balling. Oh, this got messed up. Oh, I'm going to take the car to the shop. My car's in the shop. I didn't have that luxury. And that's why, like, fuck, I know how to, like, I know how to sew, too. I know how to fucking tailor fucking pants. Like, uh, you know, 501 Levi's and shit. Um, I don't do them skinny, but maybe, like, from the, from the calf down, I taper them. So they look better because I don't like when they're too fucking baggy and shit. Yeah, when I was a kid, solos were in and shit. But you get older and shit's like, nah, that shit doesn't look right, you know? So I taper the fucking pants where I just take it in on the inside at an angle. The bottom ends up being like an 8-inch eight, an eight uh, circumference. And that's perfect, you know? It's not a skinny jean, but it's more like a slim fit. I, of course, I can't do that to the top because my legs are fucking huge from playing football. But uh, I did that to a couple of homies too. I fixed their pants or I would fucking taper my own fucking shirts. Because for me, since I have a really big neck and, and broad shoulders, uh, in order for me to wear a tie, I have to wear like a fucking, like a like a size 20, size 21, which is like a 3X, just so it buttons my neck. But then the shirt is too fucking baggy. It's like fucking huge. The shoulders fit right, but from the stomach, it's like fucking huge. Like I can pull that shit out like two feet, three feet. And it's too baggy. So what I would do is I would find a shirt that fits right from the chest and the stomach. And I would put the big shirt and lay it out flat and put the shirt that fits right on top of it. And then what you do is you get little fucking those little pin pin cushions and shit uh, along the side of the big shirt. And then you bring the big shirt and you just fucking sew along that fucking line. And that shit comes out clean as fuck. It doesn't mean a fucking tapered athletic shirt to your fitting. So that's what I would do. And I started fucking making mascaras, a bunch of shit. You know what? I'll fucking talk about the shit next time. I'm supposed to be talking about fucking dealership homies. I got fucking sidetracked, but I'll talk about that shit next time. But uh, yeah, like I said, Rudy was real, real fucking cool and shit. You know, like he saw that, you know, this motherfucker. See, my thing is, I noticed about managers is uh, if you make their fucking job easier, they like you because... I mean, they got their own shit. They got to, they, they got to, you know, they got to fucking deal with like, you know, like to this day, I think Rudy still fucking works the, the, the counter sometimes because they're kind of shorthanded and shit, you know, or unfortunately what ends up happening is like a lot of the, a lot of the drivers get moved up and they don't have any fucking experience with being in the counter. They get thrown into the counter. So their knowledge level is really fucking low and they end up learning whatever the fuck they learned there, you know? Um, so that was the, that was uh, the case a lot of times and shit. But me, I don't. I'm not saying I fucking know it every no no know it all and shit. Sometimes I'd ask, hey, um, he's asking me for this or whatever. But to be honest, I knew most of the shit. I didn't really have to bug them. Hey, where's uh, what's this part called or what does it do? Because I knew I knew where to find the part and what it does. And shit. That was the difference. Like a lot of people, they knew no. Like for example, Carlos, he knew the numbers. You could tell him, hey, I need fucking no pump for this fucking car or I need a fucking water pump for this car and he knows what number it is but that's just that's just called memorization for me in my case like you could ask me hey I'm looking for the fucking for the crank seal I'm looking for the crankshaft like I know where that part goes and what it does and shit you know what I mean so there's a difference but I mean you can still get away with not knowing how shit functions because look at him he's doing good he just knows numbers and memorization and where this part goes and shit and he's doing fine so props to him you know 
in the end. But as far as when you're working on a car, that's not going to help you at all. But in that job, you don't need to be able to work on cars. It's cool. It's helpful, you know. Uh, but also, another cool fucking person, the homie that was, that was there was uh, Big John. Shout out Big John if you're listening. Uh, Big John is uh, Shoe Rick's homeboy. And uh, this dude about 6'3", about 3-something, huge, man, his fucking, his fucking arm, his bicep and shit is the size of my fucking thigh, huge, man, huge, um, you know, he's fucking, fucking pretty solid and shit, too, but he was cool as fuck, he's another guy that, you know, you look at him and you're like, fuck, you know, this fool can kick some ass, which he could, easily, man, he's, try to fight him, he don't even gotta fight you, you just go, go up to you, grab your ass, you punch him, you're not gonna do shit to him, trust me, and uh, I first met him, we are playing fucking football, uh, I played tackle football and shit for Thanksgiving and shit, and I don't remember what fucking year it was, but it, it was, it was, might have been like 08, 09 and shit, and uh, we showed up, and uh, I bought some cleats from Ross, some, some white cleats with green, they look like fucking Green Bay Packer, Fudge Packer fucking cleats and shit, and uh, what I did is I, I got some socks and I put the sock over the fucking the, the cleat because I don't like the fucking color, you know? So Big John tells me that when he saw me, he's like, oh, shit. And then I think I had a fucking jersey. I bought a jersey for like five bucks. One of those, uh, it was, uh, it was, the uh, team was Air Force and shit. But it was one of those fucking jerseys that fit you tight as fuck. So like the one that the linemen wear, so like uh, it goes directly over the pads and like the arm, there's no fucking sleeve. It's just like really, really tight. It goes up into your armpit. So I was wearing that shit so they can't grab my jersey. And he says when he saw me, he's like, oh, shit, this motherfucker's going to be fucking badass, you know? This motherfucker's like, damn, he's going to kick some ass, you know? But I, I took it easy. I was just fucking blocking and shit and, and rushing in. So I, the whole time I was going up against him, and he was cool, you know? He wasn't trying to be all too fucking crazy and personal, but he was, he was blocking me, and I was trying to get in too. We were being competitive, but now we're like, you know, it's not, we're not being stupid about it, you know? But... There was one fucking kid there. He's a dumbass fool. He was wearing a fucking uh, a Raiders uh, polo shirt. The kind that you fucking buy at fucking Walmart and shit. You know, they carry all those cheap teens and shit. They have like, they'll have like a fucking Rams or fucking Raiders fucking polo shirts. Those cheap ass fucking t-shirts and shit. And um, fucking, that fool was wearing that shit, right? <laughs> and fucking, uh, I think uh, I rushed in, right? And... You know, everyone, who the fuck's in the, why the fuck would you want to wear something like that, that quote-unquote nice or that you think is fucking nice? You got to wear a fucked up t-shirt or a fucking jersey. So, so I grab his motherfucker and I use my football technique, right? So I, I pop his food in the chest and I grab his fucking shirt and I kind of pull his ass out of the way so I can rush in. And when I do that, I fucking rip his shirt, dude. From the, from the fucking neck with the buttons, oh, that shit rips, right? He's like, oh, what the fuck, bro? And then fucking we go back, we go back again and we line up. He's like, oh, oh, we're ripping shirts now? We're ripping shirts now, bro? And that shit was fucking funny. And I think Shurik was fucking playing quarterback and shit. And he, after the fucking, uh, that plays, so he, he's like, we're ripping shirts? We're ripping shirts? He's like making fun of that fool and shit, you know? I was like, yeah. I would have fucked up that fool. And he knew that's why he didn't, he didn't, he didn't you know, that's all he said and shit, you know? He wasn't like, what the fuck, hey, my shirt? He was like, oh, we're ripping shirts. Like, man, this motherfucker didn't do shit out there. But that's how I met uh, uh, Big John. And uh, Big John was real cool, man. Like, you know, really down to earth and shit. And, uh, he kind of understood. He knew I was different and shit, too. But he thought it was cool as fuck. You know, he thought it was cool, you know. And, like, he respected me. I respected him a lot. 
A lot of motherfuckers will think, oh, you respect him because he's big and shit. And nah, that shit don't mean nothing, man, because um, he was big, but he didn't take advantage of that shit. You know what I mean? It wasn't people weren't cool with him because out of, out of fear. People would still fuck around with him. The, the people they would fuck around with, joke around and shit and cap on each other. But it was just, he was respectful to me. I was respectful to him. I think because I'm a little older, too. I was like, I was like fucking 30, maybe. It was like early 20s. But, uh, one time I, he saw me post that I was at a fucking, I was at a bar, um, watching a band from Japan called the Starlight Wranglers, which are fucking bad. If you guys want to hear some badass fucking, just not even, not even psychobilly, not even rockabilly, just some badass music. You, you guys will like it. If you feel like rock and roll, the Starlight Wranglers, Starlight spelled S-T-A-R-L-I-T-E, L-I-T-E. Wranglers, Starlight Wranglers from Japan. They're fucking bad. They're on iTunes. You, you can do their fucking bad. You will not be disappointed. So I fucking sh- posted that I was there and then fucking John showed up and he was watching it with me and shit. Then he had to take off, but uh, he was there watching the fucking show. So, you know, that's like that's like taking it to the next level. You know, like, yeah, we're cool. We're co-workers, but when you show up and you kick with, kick with a homie out, out of work, that's like a totally different level, you know? So that was real fucking cool. And then also he fucking let me tattoo him and shit. Um, I did a, a koi fish tattoo outline. It's probably like 25% done. But, uh, you know, we've been busy and shit, you know? Like, you know, he, he stopped working there. He went somewhere else, and we've just been busy. But, I mean, I'm always going to be open to, to finish it up, you know what I mean? And and no charge because he already paid me. But uh, it was a big-ass, he has a, like I said, he has a big-ass arm. That shit looks fucking cool. We colored in the koi. Fucking colored in some of the some of the water, some of the waves and shit. So yeah, he was he, he allowed me to tattoo him. So the, that's that's cool, you know. You guys gonna have something of mine and shit, you know. Some I tattooed him that really fucking cool. And then also he she, she showed me some fucking bomb ass Chinese food place that I still go to in uh, fucking uh, in Monterey Park. So he's a fucking I'm gonna hook you guys up with a bomb ass Chinese food. It's actually the best Chinese food place that I like. As far as like, you know, that kind of when you go up and they fucking serve you combo A, combo B. It's not going to be your authentic fucking Chinese food, but um, it's called uh, Chinatown Express. And it's in fucking, uh, it's on it's on Atlantic. It's in Monterey Park. It's fucking good. They, they have uh, the chow mein noodles are real thick and they have some shit called uh, chow fan, which looks like fucking bow tie egg noodles, but it's fucking bomb. I always get, give me some chow fan as a, as a fucking, as an item. And then I get all chow mein. And then they have they have barbecue pork and it's not extra and then orange chicken. It, you won't fucking not be disappointed. It's, it's way better than fucking orange chicken. It's orange chicken. I mean fucking what's the name? Pan Express. Way better than that shit. So that's the uh, fucking this this episode's fucking food fucking adventures fucking hookups. So you guys know uh, I might come up with something else as I'm fucking talking, but that fucking place is really good. Also, fuck. Let me give you another one while I'm while I'm at it. If you're driving up the street and you make a left on Whittier, I think it's just, they consider that shit City of Commerce or some shit. But uh, I can't think of the fucking name, dude. But um, it's 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 a dude's name and it's Al Pastor Tacos. And so when you make a left on Whittier, you're gonna pass by all that fucking the churros on Avel. You're gonna pass by fucking uh, all the other fucking uh, taco trucks. You're gonna pass by Target. You keep going further up. And then this place is going to be on the left-hand side. I got to get the fucking name. I was just there last week fucking three times. I went Wednesday, 
Friday and fucking Saturday. They're that fucking good. They're uh, they're about the size of the, of the King Taco ones, and uh, they're 125. But dude, this is fucking bomb. He has a trompo out there. He cuts that shit, and then you know, there's some places where you go eat tacos and you eat a fucking taco, and I fucking hate it when the tortilla is not hot or they don't fucking heat it up properly. Dude, these fucking tortillas are hot as fuck, and it's uh, you order it. Um, it's a little, it's it's a little fucking, uh, it's a lunch truck, so you you can't miss it. It's somebody's fucking name, tacos. I just can't think of the fucking name, but I was just there. I'm gonna fucking follow it next time, so I fucking have it on here. But like I said, you're gonna pass Target, pass all that shit, keep one up on your left hand side. Bomb ass al pastor tacos. If you're a man. Not if you're a big dude. If, if you're a dude and you like to eat, get six. Because I saw some food took his girlfriend. She wasn't that big. She was about 160. And she got fucking six of them. And that's what I fucking got. And that's just perfect, dude. And uh, they give them to you with the verdura and everything on the side. And you put it. I like putting the little guacamole sauce that they give you. And they cut, they cut it with the fucking. They put pineapple on the motherfucker. It's bomb. That's enough of the fucking food. But check that fucking place out. So Big Don was cool as fuck. And uh, I think he's working at a dealership too right now. And uh, every once in a while, I uh, you know he'll, he'll like my stuff on the fucking Instagram and shit. But uh, that was a, that's really another really cool cool fucking dude, cool fucking dude. Similar similar mentality, you know. And this is a this is a person like like me where we're big fucking scary fucking powerful motherfuckers, man. That can seriously cause fucking damage to people. But we don't unless it's very fucking necessary. And I think uh, we're lucky that we're that way because there are others that aren't even that powerful or that fucking scary that do stupid shit and fight and all this stupid shit. And, you know, I only fight when it's necessary if I have to. And God knows. And if you fucking really know me that, like I said, if it's time to get down, we're going to get down and shit. If I'm with you, I'm going to back you up. Fuck it, I'm gonna jump in, we're gonna get down But I fucking expect the same thing You know, so that's why I only kick it with Out in the streets only with certain fucking people So, uh, that's fucking Big John Peace, Big John Also, another cool fucking person There Was, uh, fucking Uh, Jesus, Jesus cool as fuck Shout out, Jesus, King G Fucking, uh, he's a fellow Fucking cowboy fan And, uh, he, he, he used to work out out in the in the, in the front uh, with the uh, fucking service department, he was a porter and shit. And you know, but he get bored, he go in there. And, and when I was in retail, he'd go up there with me and kick it. We'd be talking the shit about the fucking cowboys and a bunch of different shit, you know. And uh, I think his sister is a fucking big Morrissey fan too. So shit, you know, he's, he comes from a good fucking upbringing, you know. If he has that, and he's a fucking cowboy fan and a fucking Yankee fan, so you know what time it is. But we'd always be talking and shit cool conversation I would, another guy who always fucking respected me and shit he always respected him um so you know it was, it was real cool and shit and uh with him the fucking you know the fucking stupid ass uh manager for him would fucking be like hey what are you doing in here and shit you know he'd always be telling him to fucking jam and shit and uh he's another one who got smart and fucking left and right now he's doing real fucking good you know um, really doing really good for himself and shit. I'm pretty sure he's fucking just racking up, stacking up the motherfucking chips. And, uh, you know, he's one of the few people that I fucking see rocking a fucking Lexus, which is cool, you know, shit. That's what it's about. You work hard and you fucking treat yourself, take care of yourself and shit, you know. And 
fucking have the right to floss and all this cool shit, you know, fuck it. And so, you know, shout out fucking Jesus. Also fucking uh, Shurik, another another fucking cool dude that uh, that still works there and shit. And uh, he was cool as fuck. But this guy, um, the way he is, is he's like real fucking serious too. Like he, uh, he doesn't really just talk to anybody or is cool with anybody. But when he is cool with you, he's going to be cool with you and shit. So in the beginning, he didn't talk to me. But then I guess, oh, this motherfucker's cool. This motherfucker's different and shit, you know? So he just, he was just being cool with me and I was talking to him and shit. We we're cool and shit. And uh, at that time, he, he had connections with fucking, uh, he had connections with the game and shit. So that's what we would kick it with the game and the entourage and shit. He would get these motherfucking shoes. Even though his motherfuckers are balling and shit, they would still want to fucking plug for the shoes and shit. He'd get them fucking discounts and all that shit. And so he'd be kicking it with those fools a lot. And uh, I remember when fucking uh, Harry from fucking dealership in, in Amigas Part One, uh, that fool he was onto that fucking GU not shit. He was into that G unit shit. He always be wearing the G unit and all this bullshit. And I remember one time it was that fool's birthday, and then all the other bitches from upstairs bought that fool a bunch of fucking G unit sweaters and G unit hats and T-shirts and shit. You know, you know, like 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 how, how the highness when the highness when it's the highness birthdays and shit, and the rukas put fucking globals and all that shit and fucking you know stringy silly string and all that all that pedal, and then they bring them their fucking flowers and their presents and shit to work and shit. That's the only time I seen that shit, dog, is with rukas to be honest with you, and with this vato, with motherfucking Harry. But uh, so that was on to that G G G G U not right, and G U not does not get along with the game and shit. But once fucking Shurik came with the fucking game and the Black Wall Street shit and the motherfucking Black Wall Street fucking medallion and shit, this motherfucker all of a sudden start, started changing it up. He wouldn't really fucking show his uh his fucking G or not shit, you know, because you know this fool <laughs> fucking Shurik would be clowning on that fool and shit. A couple of times, you know, they got into it and shit. And one time I know Shurik was in a you know let him have it and shit because at this at, th- at this time uh, Shurik didn't have any kids. He was single and shit. And, and uh, Harry had kids and shit, and uh, he was, oh, I got kids, fool. You don't, you don't got nothing. And then she wrecked. I saw his ass. I, I knew what he was gonna say. And we just made eye contact, and you know, he, he didn't say shit. I, but I know, I, I know, I know what you were gonna say, dog. And then I told him, you know, you're gonna say something about Ruka, you know. But he didn't, so whatever, you know. But I knew exactly what he was gonna say and shit. But anyway, fucking uh, Shurik's still there, We're still cool, keep keep uh, keep in touch and shit. You know, every once in a while, so. You know, but like I said, he's comfortable there, so fuck it, you know. Hey, fuck it, you know, especially right now, you know, because at the time when I left, uh, me and Tony left, and fucking Tony had been there for 15 years, I had been there for 10 years, you know. Um, he had been a manager at fucking Pet Boy, so he had all that fucking knowledge and shit, you know. There was only about three of us that really had that type of knowledge that had actually worked at fucking at, uh, uh, auto parts, you know, fucking Pet Boys and shit that were managers and shit. And, um, the rest were They just you know They moved up on the ranks And shit you know Little by little But uh Fucking Then also Uh Fucking manager That was there too Was fucking uh, Jaime Jaime was uh The assistant manager Before Rudy Got promoted He was the assistant manager And shit And that would always be Fucking uh Clashing heads With the fucking With the main manager And shit He would always be Clashing heads With that fool and shit And uh 
So, you know, I guess he ended up getting tired of that shit, you know? But at first, Jaime was a fucking bitch. He was, he was like, punking me and shit, you know? Like, hey, do this. The phone's ringing. I said, I looked at him. I said, look, doc, I'm not a fucking octopus. He said, I'm not telling you to be an octopus. I just want you to be doing different things. I was like, look, man, I'm just doing this right here. How the fuck am I going to reach over here and, and, and get that? And, you know, whatever. So, I guess he didn't like that shit and... um at least told the manager and shit But then towards the end When she saw that I did kick ass And he was like Hey dude He's all Hey Learn this Learn that So you can take over the You can take over the Fucking retail department and shit Cause the retail department At that time <laughs> Didn't have a fucking uh, A uh, a set manager They just had them on Florida Doing the doing the work And and you know She was just doing the work And I guess she just Had got a big head about it But she wasn't getting paid right And uh so, you know, he was really pushing for me to get a promotion. I know he would go in there and tell the manager, hey, give that fool some more money. He works hard, you know, because he did see it, you know, in the end that I was a good worker. In the end, shit, because me and me and uh, Jaime would always close like at fucking on Wednesdays, like at three. So, shit, I know we, clo- we would close on Wednesdays at seven. So at three o'clock, we'd have a lunch. So we'd fucking take off to like Almani and shit and go out there. And he, I think he would pick up hay because he has horses and shit. He would pick up hay, come back, and we'd just be kicking it, you know. We're cool as fuck towards the end. And fucking, he ended up taking off and shit. And uh, he got a job for corporate. And last thing I heard, I think he was in a fucking move to Texas. I'm not sure. But um, he, he was he was cool as fuck, you know. And and he knew that I, that I was a good worker, you know, too, and shit, you know. But, uh, I mean, he wasn't the main manager, so he couldn't do shit about that, you know. And uh, another cool homie there too In the dealership was uh, El Femio Descanse en Paz um, El Femio um, He was a, a loop technician he, He'd been at the company for a lot of years I think over 20 And uh, he's a loop technician uh, Loved by everybody Nobody hated him He was like I said man uh, After I heard of his passing And I showed up And I was there for a little do- I, gave, I gave him a little donation And when I gave the donation um, they were both, you know, they were talking, you know, the people that were there, John Can and the other homie, David. I said, look, man, when I die, motherfuckers going to be mad. Some motherfuckers gonna, are going to be happy. Some people are going are gonna to fucking cry. But for him, everyone's sad. And nobody, nobody can ever say anything bad about him because he was a really good person. Really, really genuine, cool fucking person. And uh, with him, uh, as soon as he met me. He goes, hey, Jose, you call me Jose. He was really, really cool, man. And around that time, that's when I would, sh- I would like, shave the, my sides. Almost like a mohawk, but it would be like a fucking pompadour. Like, if you got a pompadour and you fucking shave the sides, a quiff. And I always had that shit at least six inches high as fuck all the time. So he knew I, w- I was into rock and roll and shit and psychobilly, and, you know. He'd be like, queremos rock, Jose, queremos rock. And, man, it, that shit was, was fucked up when, when I heard uh, what happened to him, you know. Uh... Cause he took care of himself. He, he, I think he has he had diabetes and stuff, and he would run marathons and all that. And you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, he, he passed. But man, he was he was really really fucking cool. That, that was that was pretty fucked up. And um, uh, the fucked up thing too is um, is uh, when I had gone to go um, take the take the money. I guess I had they had already collected everything, right? So David Contreras, he was the one who was organizing everything. So what ended up happening is that same day, I had a guitar that I had there. I was just sitting there. I painted that shit. I hooked it up and I sold it. And uh, I got pretty good money for it and shit, right? And um, 
So I'm like, oh, I'm like, you know, in my head, in my head, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna donate X amount, you know, whatever. And then uh, I said, you know what, fuck it. You know, it, it just, it just, I just felt it in my heart. You know what, I'm gonna donate everything that I got for this guitar because the guitar was just there. You know what I mean? So it's not hurting me any, any, any. You know what I mean? So I just, you know, I just ended up uh, donating everything that I got from the guitar. Like that's just what God put in my heart. You know, like, hey, you know what, Jose, do it. You, you know, you don't need money. You're buying and selling guitars. Just do it. Yeah, so that's what I did. I went over there and uh, I was looking for David Contreras. I couldn't, I couldn't find him, right? And the manager for for the parts department, he knows that fool. That fool was supposed to go visit him and just talk to him, I guess, right? So the fucking manager, since he saw that I was out there, he comes out, puffs up his chest, starts waving his hands. Because what he would do is he would wave his hands in front of him. And that's that's my fucking number one pet peeve. When people stand and they get both of their hands and they fucking swing them and they meet. Like a triangle, and they and they, they either snap or clap their hands or hit, 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 uh, they make a fist and catch it with the fucking palm. That I fucking hate that shit. That's what fucking trolls do when they're fucking nervous, and fucking lames do that shit. A bunch of fucking lames do that bullshit. So this motherfucker would do that shit when he'll get nervous, be swinging his arms. He's, um, he saw me, he started mad dogging the floor, right? So I saw that motherfucker saw me. So I'm like, hey, uh, does anybody know have have fucking difficult Contreras' phone number? I'm trying to find that fool, you know. And he heard me and shit. This is how much of a fucking bitch this fool is, man. Because if he was a fucking man, he'd be like, you know what? I don't like this motherfucker, Ramos. But fuck it. Check it out, Ramos. He's going to come right now, dog. Here's his, you know, wait for him. Or, or you know what? L- let me call that fool for you real quick. You know what I mean? Just be a fucking man because someone just fucking passed away, dog. You got to put that shit to the fucking side. You know what I mean? And I know I would. But like, you know what? I was, you know what? You know what? You know what, Ramos? Um, He's going to come right now, dog. Hold on. And that's it. That's all he had to fucking do. But that right there just reinforces what I feel about this motherfucker and what I know about him, that he's a bitch. He's not a fucking real man, because real men don't do that shit, no matter what. That's fucked up shit. So I'm trying to help the fucking familia and this fucking putos over here, knowing that shit, that I'm there to give some feria. This vato fucking, he doesn't fucking say he's in a beer. Luckily, I called my homeboy Tony. Tony gave me the fucking number. I called homie. Hey, uh, it's just fucking Ramos. Oh, what's up, Ramos? Where you at? I'm at the fucking dealership. Oh, I'm just pulling up right now, dog. Oh, cool. I was able to see him. I gave him the feria. Boom. Okay. When is the when is the fucking when's the viewing? When's the wake? And he told me. And what sucks because it's fucking COVID. It could only be a certain amount of people at a time, you know, and uh, for a certain amount of time too. So that day I got out of work and I called him like, hey, uh, so he's like, yeah, man, but the viewing. It's going to be over at uh, at 6, I think. He told me, oh, man. So I hauled ass from my house. It was in downtown L.A., like, next to the Staples Center. That's by where he lived. And when I got there, uh, people were already... There weren't any people in, but I came in through the exit. And the man's like, oh, are you here for the for the velorium? I'm like, yeah, I'm here for the, for the velorium. He's all oh, go in there real quick because the, um, they're about to uh, close it down. So I went in there, signed my name in the book. And then uh, I saw him. I believe his wife was there and his daughter. And I went up to him and I saw him. It was like, I just couldn't believe it, you know? I, I couldn't believe it, you know? And when I saw him, I remember the stuff he would tell me, you know? Like, I didn't want to rock. And, you know, that's when it hits you that, you know? Like, man, um, you know, we're not we're not here forever, you know? And he, and he was healthy, took care of himself, and he ran. I don't take care of myself. And it's like, we just, we never know when it's going to be our time, you know? And, like, I haven't experienced death in my family yet and I say yet because it's inevitable uh, but man it's it's uh, 
it's it was it was it was a messed up feeling you know it was a messed up feeling knowing that you're not gonna see that person anymore man it sucks especially when he was you know one of the one of the few people that actually liked me you know genuinely liked me you know and uh so the crazy thing is like after that i would see pennies everywhere i still see one man one time one day i'll just see like three or four pennies on the floor and i pick them up and whereas before I, I wouldn't see that that often you know but even now like i'll see at least twice a day i'll see pennies and stuff you know and he wasn't my family member or nothing like that and not even like a super super close friend but he was a really nice person and i was nice to him you know and, and uh you know um every time he never disrespected me i never disrespected him and he'd be like ah you know what don't worry about those people man that's just how they are you know they they don't understand, you know, that you're an original person and a lot of people, it's like a threat to them, you know. He would, he would like, tell me stuff like that, you know. Because he would see how people were with me, you know. They they, they just disliked me. I'd, go in, I'd come into a room, they would just fucking just dislike me. You could just feel it, you know. They would just be like, ah, oh, fuck, this motherfucker's here, you know. All the little Asian fools and shit start talking in, in their language and shit, talk, talking shit, you know. And uh, that's, how, that's how that shit was, man. But uh, another, another homie... Uh, is uh tony uh tony's cool as fuck too he uh he has the same background where he came from pet boys and shit he was a manager all that shit you know so he, he knew what was up and shit and uh eventually um he used to be in wholesale when he first started and shit and you know at that time i was in retail and uh sometimes it would get boring and shit you know and the fucking managers um you know they want you to be doing shit so sometimes i'd fucking pick up the wholesale lines and shit you know and I remember one time he fucking got pissed. He goes, he goes, hey man, stop picking up the wholesale lines. We got it and shit. Like, all right, fuck it. You know, I was all right, fuck it. I, you know, I I I got kind of kind of upset. Oh, I like I fucked up. I'm trying to help these guys. Fuck it, you know, you know. I, but I kind of felt like in the beginning, maybe he he didn't really like me and shit. But then once he got to know me, that you know, I was I was cool and shit. You know, um, then 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 we were cool. But I I, I can tell in the beginning he kind of didn't like me. Um, then I, I I must have fucking grown on him or some shit. But uh. It was cool. Like, he helped me a lot of fucking times, too, man. Uh, um, well, while I was working, like, one time, uh, I had a fucking Jeep Grand Cherokee, and that shit had a flat. I'm like, oh, fuck. It was already worried about the leave and shit, right? And at that time, that's when people were trading in their fucking clunkers and shit, right? So he's like, hey, let's go look for a tire. So he took me. We found a we found a fucking Ford Explorer. He fucking took the tire off of the fucking tire thing, the, the, you know, the, the, the tires uh, or the spare tire assembly. He fucking took it down. He fucking swapped out my tire, you know, like, cool, cool as fuck, you know? Like, that shit that only, like, real fucking homies do for you, you know? He could have been like, oh, fuck. All right, bro, like, you know, whatever, you know? But uh, he fucking did that shit. He's, he had he went home late because he helped me do that shit, you know. So that was really fucking cool of him, you know. Uh, a lot of times he, he you know he showed me, you know he was cool, you know. Like he fucking helped me out a lot of fucking times and shit. Uh, you know, be fucking around back there, fucking around and shit, and we just had good times and shit. And uh, I would always be like, because we'd have to work on Saturdays and shit, and so I would always be on his team. We'd be just fucking kicking in the back and. Uh, you know, eating menudo, eating a bunch of different kind of foods and shit. And the thing about that fucking job is like, uh, they would want you to work uh, on the Saturdays. You would work like nine hours straight. So I think we would come in at seven or at eight. If you come in at eight, you're closing. And I think we used to close at six. I don't remember. You'd have to work nine, nine hours straight. And then you wouldn't be able to take a lunch. So we'd all fucking like, 
you know, okay, what are we going to get today? Oh, fuck it, let's get this. So we fucking, you know, give our money, get something. And then we get our food and we can't even fucking take a lunch. So we got to eat our fucking food all fucking fast, right? We're eating our food all fucking fast, fast as shit. And then fucking, uh, in between, we have to be help getting the fucking phones. And so sometimes we'd be cool with me, like, you know what, fucking, you eat real quick, dog, and I'll get the phone. And then when you're done eating, then, then you know, then, then when, when, when you're done eating, then I'll, I'll fucking eat and, you know, we'll switch off. But one time, it was me and him, and me and Tony in the, in the back counter and shit, and, uh, we had got B-Man's. B-Man's is a fucking teriyaki chicken place. Pretty good. It's in uh, San Gabriel and shit. It's on uh, Huntington Drive. But that place is good and shit. So, and I used to get the chicken breast and the teriyaki sauce and shit, right? So, I'm eating on the side and I'm fucking eating, right? And I don't have anything to drink yet. So, I'm, I was trying to eat in a, in a fucking hurry. So, I fucking ate. And I must not have fucking chewed the fucking chicken right, right? So, fuck, man. I start choking on the chicken and shit, right? I'm like, oh shit, and I don't want to tell fucking, I don't want to tell Tony, I don't, you know, I was like, fuck, I'd rather die than these motherfuckers make fun of me than I'm fucking choking and shit, right? So, I kept trying to drink 7-Up, right? So, instead of the fucking 7-Up dislodging the fucking chicken, it just filled up my fucking esophagus full of fucking 7-Up, and I couldn't breathe and shit. So, I kept spitting out the 7-Up, and pieces of rice kept coming up and shit, like, fuck. And I kept drinking 7-Up. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm not going to let this shit beat me. I'm going to force this motherfucker down. So I drank this fucking 7-Up. And I would fill up my esophagus. And I couldn't fucking breathe. And I just kept fucking spitting that shit out, right? So then I ended up like, I was hitting my chest. Fucking heat. I guess he was hearing the commotion and shit. But he didn't know what the fuck was going on. Because I don't want to tell nobody, right? So then finally, I think I, I drank some. And I hit myself. And boom, that shit. Once I drank some, I felt it kind of dislodging. And it went down to, oh, fuck yeah. Then I kept drinking and drinking and drinking and shit. And he goes, oh, what happened? Oh, I was choking on the fucking, oh, you should have fucking told me, man. And now you guys would have fucking made fun of me. And he, they still ended up fucking making fun of me. Because he fucking ended up telling people that, that I was fucking in the back. And that I was fucking uh, running running back and, and forth into the fucking, uh, the, the toolboxes and shit. That's some big ass toolboxes where we have the parts. He's like, yeah, Ramos was fucking running chest first into the fucking toolbox and then into another one, like, you know, like how the wrestlers do when they run back and forth from the fucking ropes and shit. I just kept fucking crashing into the fucking, to the fucking toolboxes and shit, man. But, uh, yeah, like I said, fucking, yeah, he was cool as fuck, helped me out a lot of times and shit with auto things, you know, with car, car troubles and shit like that. And I, I bought a, I bought a, he sold me his fucking, he used Corolla, that car was fucking badass, hooked it up for real cheap. And, uh, fucking, yeah, like, he ended up fucking leaving, too. Um, you know, it's just a lot of bullshit. Like, the manager, you know, they don't want to give raises and shit. And, you know, he wanted you to kiss his ass and all that shit. And we just got tired of it and shit, you know. And we didn't plan it. He just, you know, he fucking put in his two weeks. And I put in my two weeks the same fucking day. And we ended up leaving on the same fucking day. And he didn't, he didn't even try to save us. The manager didn't try to save us. Didn't try to give us extra money. Like, this guy fucking lost a guy that was there for 10 years. A guy that was there for 15 years. And we had, prior to that, we had fucking years of working at fucking, at, at auto parts fucking stores and working on cars. Like, he knew how to work, Tony knows how to work on cars too. He's, you know, he works on cars. So we had all that fucking knowledge and you're just going to fucking lose it like that. Like, something's got to be wrong with, with your fucking business. If you got these two fucking veterans that are fucking leaving that are so knowledgeable and they're just leaving this shit. Like, something's got to be going on. So, remember when I was leaving, the manager's like, hey, so, are you sure that, like, 
there's nothing I could do, like try to save you, ask that for more money. I'm on. You already said that he, he doesn't want to, that he, there's no money. I'm on. Plus, you guys aren't going to pay me what I'm going to make at the fucking where I'm going. You guys, you guys are not going to be able to pay, pay me that shit. And he's like, oh, all right. So we ended up fucking leaving this shit. And that's pretty much what ended up fucking happening. So fuck. That's just like what I can remember right now. But uh, I, I talked to a couple, a couple people that worked there and said, hey, you know, re- record some shit so, so, I, so I can throw it on here, you know. And uh, we'll see, you know. Maybe I, I might come up with a fucking with, with, a, with a part two of the homies and shit. But uh, fucking, you know, it's crazy. With uh, now, I'm gonna talk about the fucking uh, the vaccines and shit. You know, like me, I'm totally against that shit. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get the fucking vaccine. But like I said, if I have to to feed my family, I'm gonna have to fucking take it. Fuck it. You know, I know a lot. I know most people are for that and they think it's it's uh, it's needed and shit. And, and these are people that believe that the coronavirus is real and shit. Um. But, um, you know, like they say, you don't believe that shit until, until it hits you. But even if it did, like, I mean, cause I, I felt sick fucking, I've been feeling sick for like two weeks and, um, I took a tea that my homegirl D's recommended that I take. She gave me the recipe. My wife was really, really sick. We went to her house and Deanna hooked it up. You know, I was dropping off some merch and she hooked it up with the fucking, uh, with a little thermal, uh, Starbucks thermal and she put the, the tea in there that tea's delicious man it's a fucking cold busting fucking tea and it's fucking bomb it's got onions fucking ginger pilosillo radishes uh, lemons uh, what else what else what else and I, did I say ginger yeah bunch of cool shit in there and it's delicious you can put a little bit of honey in it and to sweeten it up a little bit but I drank that Two days later, I was fine. My wife didn't really drink too much of it, so she's 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 still sick right now. But uh, she tested negative and shit at her job. They're, they're testing her like twice a fucking week, but you know, so she's been home kicking it. But thank God, uh, you know, I received uh, a couple checks at the time that I took off, and that's gonna help me pay my rent and shit. But uh, you know, fuck it. I mean, it is what it is. Let's see what the fuck happens, and then. Uh, Right now it's fucking December 21st And December 21st It's supposed to be all these fucking planets Are gonna fucking align So there's gonna be some shit happening um, I think by Christmas Eve or Christmas Day Something's gonna happen And also what's gonna happen too Is um, that I've been hearing a lot The motherfuckers that know They know and you know what the fuck I'm talking about But supposedly they're trying to tell us That there's aliens and shit right Which there are aliens right What's gonna happen though There's a fucking movie that I would have to look it up I don't know the fucking name of it where they fucking act like it's a fucking alien invasion but it's just fucking it's just humans wearing the fucking alien suit so there's gonna be something like that like uh, just today I saw a couple fucking things that people posted there was things in the sky like a couple years ago maybe three or four years ago there was like some shit that some type of rocket that was coming and it looked like a fucking like like, like a big ass mecho fucking like opening up and shit and like a white fucking thing in the sky and shit and that's what it looked like someone posted that shit then someone posted like three fucking dots flying around so they're gonna start doing that type of shit where they're saying oh there's fucking aliens but it's gonna be really um the US fucking around and um trying to scare people and maybe even maybe fucking even invading itself you know 
Uh, a, lot, a lot of people are gonna think I'm crazy, but I don't give a fuck. You'll believe me when you fucking see. Just like a lot of these fucking conspiracies, people say, "Oh, this was a conspiracy theory, shit like that," and the shit ends up coming true. So then it's like, "Oh fuck!" But they're not gonna fucking admit, "Oh, this motherfucker was right." I don't give a fuck if you think I'm right. Or you don't think I'm right. I'm just letting you know different shit that's happening. You want to research it yourself. You look it up yourself. If not, keep believing what the fuck's on TV. And they're fucking stupid because that bitch took the shot and then she ended up fainting. They're fucking dumb for showing that shit. It's, it's fucking stupid, you know? But from what I hear, that Ruka ended up dying. So rest in peace if she did fucking die. But a lot of people are dying or they're, they're getting that Bell's palsy shit from that, which um, that ends up part of your face uh, gets paralyzed and shit and it fucking droops. So, uh, like I said, I'm not going to take that shit unless I have to. There's people willing lining up to take that shit and bragging about it and all that shit but no man. I mean be smart try not to take that shit at all unless you have to but uh, they're gonna shut us down again in January after Christmas they're gonna shut us down it's gonna be uh, like I fucking told you guys before I said they're gonna shut us down I said this shit like 2-3 months ago and it, boom here we are but this is gonna be a more official one right now with the, when I was happening with the laws everything's open and shit is JCPenney Macy's, all that shit's owned by high motherfuckers up there, so they gotta make their money. That's what the malls are open right now. And all these fucking small businesses are closing, and you can't fucking eat there. You know, and airplanes are allowed to fly back and forth with motherfuckers in there, but you can't go somewhere and eat. So it, it's the, the bigger motherfuckers that are up there controlling everything are allowing themselves to make money, and the small fucking people, mom and pops, are the ones that are gonna get affected. But uh, anyway, enough of my fucking ranting. Thanks for fucking listening. And uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Gong Hei Fa Choi. Hey, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Hey, I almost forgot. <laughs> Another homie that we was really cool with was Felix. Felix was real cool. He was a, he was a counter guy, too. He started as a driver, then to inventory. He ended up uh, working in the parts department. And me and him were really cool, too. Um, that was one time where we had a misunderstanding and shit, because... Uh, I had come back from lunch and fucking uh, he was talking with fucking Harry and all of a sudden they got quiet and shit when I showed up. So like, hey, what the fuck were you guys saying, dog? Well, what's up? What was that fool saying? And he didn't want to tell me a shit, you know? And I take shit very personal, man. I'm a very fucking, like I said, I'm a very fucking passionate fucking person. So I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like... Who the fuck is going to be cooler with you? You know what I mean? Like, in the end, I'm going to be fucking cooler with you, dog. So, you got to tell me what the fuck that fool said, you know? Um, but he didn't, he didn't want to tell me a shit. So, fuck, for a couple of months, we didn't even fucking talk to each other, man. And around that time, I had uh, started going to uh, to church a lot, you know? Christian church. I started going a lot. And uh, so, while I was there... They were talking about how, you know, you you can't be having, you know, grudges with people. Like, how can you be, you can't be right with God if you ain't right with your brother or, you know, with your neighbor or, you know. So I thought about that, you know, and, uh, it's, you know, they were saying that you got to humble yourself. And uh, so after a couple of months, I was, you know what? I went up to him and said, hey, man, I mean, we're working in the same fucking building. We'd have to see each other every day. But uh, we just wasn't talking shit. So I went up to him. I'm like, hey, man, uh, I don't know 
what it is I did, but whatever it is that, that I did, I'm sorry, man. You know what? We're pissed off at each other. And he said, no, nah, well, I don't know, fool. You all of a sudden, you got all crazy and shit. And I said, nah, dog, it's because, you know, you and fucking Harry were talking. And when I showed up, you guys stopped talking and you wouldn't fucking tell me what the fuck that fool was saying. And I took that shit as a diss because if you're my homie, you're supposed to fucking tell me what it is. That's not called dropping, dropping the fucking dime on him or snitching. You're just telling your homie what some fucking snake is fucking saying, you know? So after that, we were cool, but we we're so cool that sometimes even like when I take off, like, uh, we we're so cool that Harry was jealous of that friendship and shit. Cause like, I guess when I'd be gone on vacation or whatever, it would suck. Everyone, when I would come back, like, Hey, wow, we're glad you're back, fool. Cause shit was fucking boring, dog. It was fucking boring as fuck without you, man. You know? And then Harry would talk shit to him. Oh, well, you missed some fool. And they come, when I would come back, hey, fool, he missed you. Shame, wait. Ain't nothing wrong with Tad Dog. He's a bunch of fucking lames. Ain't nobody fucking here. That's interesting as shit, you know? Like, you know, and I heard ever since me and me and Tony left too, it's just fucking quiet. He's just fucking dead, you know? Everyone's afraid and shit, you know what I mean? Cause you could fucking, you could be fucking working and fucking, uh, and talking and shit at the same time and shit, you know? Motherfuckers, it's like fucking chewing gum and walking at the same fucking time, but a lot of motherfuckers don't grasp that, grasp that fucking concept. They can't do both things at once. But yeah, anyway, me and him were real fucking cool, man. Uh, but for some reason, ever since I, I stopped working there, we're not, we're not as, we don't keep in touch like we should. Every once in a while, I'd be like, hey, come down for a fight, you know? Uh, but I, but I've yet to receive that phone call, but, uh, Especially now with this whole COVID shit, a lot of people are really afraid and shit, you know? So I, I understand, you know, like, not everyone's going to have the same fucking mentality as me. Not everyone's going to know the truth. Not everyone's going to be open to ideas and shit. So I get it. And he's got kids and shit, you know? Like, uh, this right now, I realize that I had, I forgot to talk about Felix. And today's fucking, it's Christmas Eve. And, uh, my, my brother's sick, my wife's sick. So it's going to be, it's going to, but my mom, like, it's like, uh, she, no matter what, she, she knows we're not going to be able to spend time with her, so, but at least she wants to make the food for us, you know, like tamales and pozole. And for a second, I kind of thought, man, like, why is she, why is she making that stuff if, like, she knows that we're not going to be, be able to go and stuff, you know? But then it hit me that uh, she does it because she loves us and she wants us to have good food because when she's gone, all that stuff's going to go away. We're not going to have that anymore. You know, I know it sounds like a fucked up, sad topic, but life is fucking sad. Life is happy. Life is sad. So, but, uh, that's, it just hit me, you know, like, fuck, that's what she's making that for us. Even though we're not going to be there, she wants to, she wants us to experience like something that she's making with love for us, you know, for us to eat. So I'm going to tell my wife that too, you know, it just came to my head, you know, but with her family, they haven't even fucking called her or nothing that I know of. They haven't even fucking called her at all. So, I mean, it's like, fuck it. If she doesn't want to talk to them, I'm cool with that shit. You don't, especially if you don't fucking call it today, which is Christmas Eve, even though, like I said, we don't really celebrate it, but that's the time where you're supposed to be family. If you know what's up, you know, God wasn't born today. It's a pagan holiday, but people just use it as a remembrance. You know what I mean? But most people don't even care about it. They just want to give gifts and get fucked up and shit. They forget about the real reason. But common sense will tell you right now it's raining. It's cold. Um, a child wouldn't have survived out in a manger or a cave. How they say it really happened like in the springtime. But anyway, if you don't believe me, do your research. But uh, I just wanted to add that. And then, too, I remembered when I was talking about the fucking Jaime, 
how fucking Jaime, the manager, um, when the phones would ring, that would be like, and then fucking, um, Maramondo, Mondo was there. He'd be like, Tacuaches. And it's funny because now this whole, this Tacuache word is really fucking famous because of the fools that are into the trocas and shit. But that's pretty much it. You know, everyone, uh, Merry Christmas. If you're just hearing this shit right now, like, uh, it's been out for about a day and like 50 something people have listened to it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. But, uh, if if you are hearing this, that means you, you you didn't hear it. You weren't one of the first people to hear it, but you got to hear this little extra. So now, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. And if you were if you really want to help me out, spread the word. That's how you can help me out by spreading the word, telling your friends about it, telling everyone about it. If you can uh, fucking subscribe, fucking rate and review. Rating and reviewing will let other people find out about the podcast. But anyway, thank you very much. Peace.